I'm number one on my list, by the way. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) just to let you guys off the hook. I'm number one on the list. (laughs) Hey, everybody, and welcome to Top Fives with Don Sill. I'm your host, Don Sill, and we got another great episode in store for you today. This is the Top Five Canceled Comedians crazy stuff some people deserve to be canceled and some people don't Eh, you be the judge please subscribe like and share and comment below we'd love to hear what you have to say and who you think should be added to this list joining me is the one and only christy miller she's the perfect person to do this episode with yeah thanks you fucking old awesome she calls it as she sees it and she's not afraid of anybody she worked with andrew dice clay she worked with Paul Mooney. She calls it as she sees it. And to be honest, you can't cancel her. She won't let you. So now without further ado, let's get right to it, folks. The top five canceled comedians. Christy Miller, how are you? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. It's, uh, it's so great to have you on because, um, you know, this is going to be the top five you know, canceled comedians or comedians that will soon be canceled or maybe should be, who knows, right? Um, and and for you, yes, they <laughs> rock in the shade. Oh yeah, I don't go home. I don't leave home without it. It's my Visa card. Nice. <laughs> or my yes. American Express. I love it. Yeah, that's perfect. Cause you have the perfect person to talk to this about because not only are you kind of edgy and shocking on, on stage and, and in your podcasting and, and you, you just kind of you're a truth teller you call it as you see it you, you shoot from the hip and sometimes that could shake some cages and uh, rattle some people up but but also your background you've you opened up for guys like Andrew Dice Clay and Paul Mooney and Andrew Dice Clay might be the most edgiest comedian we've ever had especially in that time period and then paul mooney wrote for one of the edgiest comedians probably in history and an icon so tell me a little bit about your viewpoint and where you stand on cancel culture and edgy comedy okay first of all funny is funny lighten the fuck up (laughs) exactly because i think cancel culture has become this blanket statement kind of like me too kind of like narcissism like it becomes this weird blanket statement that everything like an umbrella and everything's all of a sudden under this umbrella and it's like no you're missing the point going after someone and taking them down versus yeah that's probably not cool to do is a completely different thing and the whole bottom line of all of this shit is why don't you just worry about you do you take responsibility for your own actions and and what's happening is that we for a long time have not been held accountable for our actions like since the 90s that that whole uh taking the discipline out of homes and schools and you can't fight back if someone hits you you take the high road and don't hit back and you know the coward of the county i think kenny rogers ruined everything first of all Kenny needs to be canceled for that fucking song. But it's like, because you take it and take it and take it. And when you snap one day and shoot up a fucking school, all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, what happened? Bitch, you tortured this fucking kid. You tortured this person. You talk, and nobody's held accountable for their actions. Like all these Karens running around calling people out on shit. I'm calling the police because you're black outside. You know, like, seriously? 
You, she needs to be punched in the face, right. and we need to bring back street fighting. <laughs> we should allow that. That should be illegal. Yes, thing. we yeah. should. We should. We could sell, dude. We could kill this this pandemic deficit in five minutes. <laughs> we could shut down Times Square. It's outdoors, so it's socially distanced. The bleachers could be, you know, at TKTS. Put the people up there. Let them stand around in the streets and rope it off, and just have beefs handled in that ring. <laughs> that's like how you establish pecking orders that's you know and listen i'm the i'm a big bleeding heart liberal scumbag yes i am the i will fuck somebody up you know what i mean like i will protect everybody and i can't stand fucking racist ass arrogant right-wing bullshit i can't like oh wait fuck you Man up and handle your fucking business and you won't give a fuck who else is at the dinner table with you. Shut up. So we need to bring back street fighting so we can hold people accountable for their bullshit. And and another thing too is that people have been coddled. Like this generation's like the last generation or two has been coddled and baby fucked, you know? That's where and, the problem is, yeah. And they don't know how to fall down and get hurt and pick themselves back up. So they're coddled, so everything triggers them. Oh my god, I'm triggered. There's a black man on 49th Street, and I'm triggered. What? Like, everybody <laughs> is triggered. Oh, my God. He said hi to me, and I don't feel safe. This is bullshit. Oh, my God. Andrew Cuomo said he wanted to kiss me. I'm triggered. Bitch, he could have said he wanted... He could still kiss me. If he would have kissed me instead of that bitch, we'd still be in bed and not in court today. You know what I'm saying? Like... Handle your fucking bit. You could say no or walk away or punch him in the face, kick him in the nuts, call him out. But I'm fucking tired of little tiny bullshit getting blanketed in to this cancel culture. It's like, here, here's a great example. Remember, a year ago, November, I got knocked out on the train by a psycho who just stood up, punched me, and ran off, right? right yeah. Busted my eye open, went in the hospital. What did I do? Well, I filed a police report and pressed charges. Couldn't find him because there was no cameras, you know? Right. No face, no case. So later on in July, during the pandemic, in the height of it here in Midtown, that crazy guy ran up, but I saw him coming at me, tried to punch me right here in the face, and I blocked it. So he clipped me in the throat and the neck and the chin. Wow. So I blocked it. No big deal. I mean, we stopped it. The police were called, but he got away. I was like, he's like, do you want to press charges? I'm like, not really. I'm not hurt. It's fine. <laughs> because I compared it to the other assault, right? right? Like, oh, less is more. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, yeah. And then, like, last week, last Monday, I was going up the subway steps, and this white dude flies up to my side and looks at me, and he's like, uh, I like your sneakers. I'm like, thanks. And I just kept going. But I thought, I'm in a narrow stairwell. It's me and him. I had my brass knuckles cupped in ready. Just keep talking nice till I get to the top. I don't want to be ripped down the stairs. Or, you know, get stuck and get the fucking shit beat out of me in the stair stairwell and fall and hurt myself. Let me get to the top outside. Then I can handle business, right? right? So I'm just looking straight ahead. I go, thanks. He goes, you look nice. Where are you from? I go, here. And he goes, can I give you my number? And I said, no. He goes, why not? I go, because I said so. He goes, well, fuck you, bitch. Suck my nine-inch dick, you fucking bitch. As I'm walking down Lexington Avenue, he's screaming at the top of his lungs. Damn. And I'm like... You know what? I go, Cuomo, this is why women get mad. You gotta be a little more subtle. See what I did there? That was a callback. See? <laughs> yes. But you know what I mean? Like, if I Oh my god, I'm triggered. 
He told me to suck his nine inch dick. First of all, bitch, if you had nine inches, no one would be, you wouldn't have to ask people to suck it. <laughs> yeah, you'd have that <laughs> you know, uh, BDE. Yes, you'd just walk around and people just be sucking your dick randomly, you know, <laughs> if it was really like that. But the thing is, I'm like, if I'm triggered, what was I going to do? Chase him? Excuse me, sir. You know what? Let me have your number because I want to call your boss and report you to HR. I want to have you fired. We, we would spend our entire lives chasing people down. And every man on this planet, including you, my brother, would catch a case off of something you said to a woman. Yep. Whether you meant to harm or not, it doesn't matter. You said something to a woman, she felt uncomfortable, she was like, ugh, gross. Walked away. Every man has done it because you're men. That's what you do. You gross us out. And that's what's scary in, in this uh, in this time period. And, and we're seeing it, you know, like, not only with comedians, but in our everyday life, like you just said. Um, you know, it's it's hard to communicate with people now <laughs> because it you is. don't know if you're going to offend them right. or if, you you know, God forbid you, if you're single and out there trying to pick up a woman or, you know, if you're trying Forget to get it, kill yourself, get a hooker. At least it's, <laughs> at least it's an even tone exchange. You know, here's 20. You suck my dick. Boom. Everybody wins. It, you know what? Sorry. It's just it's just the name of the game. And it's like you got to what happens is people don't know who the fuck they are. They don't know who the fuck they are or where they fit into this world, so they're trying to find labels and pronouns, and and you know they're trying to figure it out, and so they're they're offended by everything because they don't know what to be offended by or not. If you really know who the fuck you are, you won't get offended by 99% of the shit that happens because it ain't about you. Right, right. And that's when we get to this the cancel culture and comedy and stand up. It's jokes. Jokes are meant to invoke thought. Jokes are meant to soften the blow of the shitty reality we live in. And we laugh about it. It gets on our head. It's easier to break it down when something's tragic. And then we can handle it better. That's what we are for. To soften the blow of this shitty reality we call life. And if you get triggered by a comic, guess what you do? Click. On our list here, um, I know you have a... Five, top five i have a top five we'll, we'll compare notes we'll go one at a time and then we'll see if we can combine them and come up with one top five so but th these are the top five you know um canceled comedians and um a lot of them get canceled for all different kinds of reasons some might be warranted perhaps but some yep. maybe not um some like and we'll, we'll discuss all of this but i'm definitely interested um to get into this with you this is going to be uh pretty crazy um <laughs> some that deserve it and yeah. some that don't <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> so uh, you, do you want to go first and uh, no you lead the way i'm following your lead all right i'm, I'm, I'm gonna... a lady lead man lead you fucking chauvinist pig <laughs> <laughs> i'm such a misogynist no um what i'm thinking is i'm gonna go first with a kind of a recent one okay that's uh kind of just rebounded back into the news again with an apology video and, and that is chris d'elia <laughs> okay can i just be honest chris d'elia was my one two three four and five <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> i know it looks bad um and it it doesn't Show the full scope of the of what happened. Chris so is a douchebag. <laughs> yeah. 
now yeah he was accused of um getting into some i don't know if he actually had sex with her but he definitely had a relations with a 17 year old girl that he i don't think he realized or allegedly didn't know she was 17 and then, uh, yeah, <laughs> when he Listen, found stories out. I've heard from Caroline's from people that worked at Caroline's on Broadway when he was there. The stories I heard from them. He knew <laughs> and now, on camera. You got to be a gentleman like this. Like, hey, what are you like? <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about the, the <laughs> So when you first heard about Crystalia, you already knew the rumors as a kind of an inside. What was some of the things going on about him prior to uh, him getting canceled? Um, just the, the things I heard was about like uh, young girls coming to the shows that he would invite and he would take them back to the hotels and he would like bang them. And then the next night they'd come back to the show because they're young and impressionable. So young girls think, oh, he fucked me. He must love me. I've been that girl when I was a teenager. You know, thanks, dad. So, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you're young and impressionable and naive and haven't lived yet, when you still got placenta hanging around your ears, you think if a guy fucks you, that means he loves you because women are emotional. And we think, oh, he must love me because he's sleeping with me. No, bitch, you're a wet fucking hole to stick his dick in for five minutes. <laughs> but they're young and they don't get it. So these girls would show up the next night at Caroline's going, I'm his girlfriend and I'm with him. And they're like, you're not on the list. And they're like, but I'm with him. I was with him last night. And then Chris would send a message out. Get her the fuck out of here. Don't let her hear. Wow. And, like nasty. I'm like, come on. That's some, you know, that's like a teenage girl, dude. It's not like some 40 year old or a 50 year old bitch like me. That's just pathetic. <laughs> that would just show up, you know, <laughs> you know, I'll show up at the club because I'm fucking pathetic and I'm a loser. <laughs> but I don't you know what I mean. Like I'm desperate, you know, but it's like these young girls are so easily impressionable and and people fall in love with the celebrity they see. They don't see the person. Right, like it's right. the Wizard of Oz to them. It's the head, you know, right. and and then the com the real person's the man behind the curtain. So we see what we see on TV or in the movies or whatever the fuck or on the stage, and these young girls like, oh, I love it. They think because he's cute, he must be nice. I mean, sex, it it controlled my life. It 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 was the focus. It was my focus, um, all the time. You know, now that this all came to light, uh, yeah, and now he's trying to follow, like, you know, Brian Callen's lead. And- <laughs> oh, Brian Callen is such a scumbag. Like, that dude is just, uh, I used to know him. I just, he's just, he's got weird skin. He's just creepy. This is me saying that I categorically and absolutely deny all the allegations against me. I wanted you to see me say that. I didn't want to post some stale statement. I wanted you to hear that come out of my mouth. Ugh, I wouldn't fuck him with, you know, uh, Amy Schumer's pussy. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, yeah, he, uh, he, he's not on my top five, but he's definitely also a cancer okay. comedian. Dalia is 40 years old. Okay, so Dalia is in the creepy zone. Is, it though, is 40 really creepy, though? I think to a 20-something-year-old, maybe. 
maybe to like a 17 year old that's creepy yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh shit i gotta recheck myself then. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no you, you still you still look like you're in your in your 30s yeah, so you, you're I'm 50. wow I'm older than delia I, awesome. I could be i could hit on delia and chris from dateline to be like christy do you know who i am <laughs> or he'd actually go christy do you know what that is <laughs> that's christy <laughs> are you sure you want to go down that route christy i'm 50 i don't care <laughs> you know it's the hardest it's the hardest thing ever to have to look at yourself and realize that that's what that's what that's what it, that's what it is and that's what you've done and that's who you are and uh so that's that. Do you have a, a number four pick? Or do you have a pick? Or, or uh, you want me to just keep going? I'll throw them out at you. Keep going because I have, because uh, I had, yeah, because Chris D'Elia is like a big one. For, I didn't have him in an order. Right. So right. I'm interested to see what your order is because I kind of had, you know, because I had D'Elia and somebody else kind of tied, you know? Okay. okay. So go ahead and throw it out and I'm just going to play off you. Okay. So my, my next one on the list, because there's a lot of a lot of uh, uh, people, a lot of comedians that have been accused and been canceled, but I just was trying to find some interesting ones. Mm -hmm. So we got Chris D'Elia as number my number five, and my number four would be uh, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> He's never no, been you the are, same. but what am I? <laughs> <laughs> he had some issues back in the day, I think in the 90s. Aww, when he got so caught. cute. <laughs> Jerking off in a gay porn theater. Hey, that's like, like that old joke was, you know, two people that have been shot in the head in, the, in a movie, in a theater, uh, Abraham Lincoln and the guy sitting in front of Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> he does a lot of things with kids over the world and his career will be over when that story runs. That's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, poor Pee Wee. Aw. But yeah, Pee Wee. <laughs> that's good. Uh, <laughs> Pee Wee was pretty much canceled because we've never really, yeah. heard, he's never been quite the same uh, since that all came out. Uh, you know, I think he might have lost his movie franchise over that. It destroyed his career because Pee Wee's Playhouse was very kid oriented, but adults loved it because it was really dark humor. How come you're not wearing your pajamas? Oh, I brought everything with me. I'm going to change later on into my hostess pajamas. Mm. Can I watch? <laughs> oh, Pee Wee. Right. It was hilarious. It had such a cult following with adults. But it was like a kid's show. I remember watching it in the morning, like Saturday mornings or whatever it was, at Pee Wee's Playhouse. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Know, he's talking to chairs and inanimate objects. Probably he stuck his dick in everything on that fucking set. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> he, was, he he definitely falls in the creepy zone for sure. But but I do think he got kind of, I don't know if it's a raw deal. I think he should have been in trouble and embarrassed. But when your career gets destroyed over something like that, and, and um, you know, again, it's there's such a slippery slope with all this, uh, no pun intended, but, you know, well, dealing with that. I think the reason he got canceled was because he was a kid show. Right. If he yeah. was an adult, we would have let him slide. He probably would have got, Mitzi probably would have said, oh, Pee Wee Main Room, 1030. You know? Yeah. 
You know what I mean? But if he wasn't like a creepy like doll, put you know slicking his hair down and putting on makeup and a suit that is too short for him. Oh, you know, and riding his bike and uh, and in that jerking off in theaters. You know, like it's just like if he wasn't a kid show, I don't think it would have affected him as bad. But come on, dude, you have that's like it's like if you found out Mr. Rogers was you know pulling trains on young girls at Epstein's house. You know. That would destroy me. Like, come on. It's a, a beautiful day in the neighborhood, bitch. <laughs> you know? I want to be your neighbor. Yeah. Won't you be? My, me and the colored postman are going to put our feet in the pool while we watch little girls play. You know? Like, uh, <laughs> Holy shit. I can't. Like, that would destroy. But, it, yeah, he we got a raw deal. But you know what? He didn't hurt anybody. He wasn't trying to hurt anybody. He was just jerking off at a porn theater. But again, nobody gives a fuck about the dude bagging groceries at the Trader Joe's. But if it's a celebrity, they go after him because they're easy to find and you get likes and attention from it. Because it, I talked to him and I pulled him out. Exactly. I'm the one who caught him. And there is a, something with our culture where we like to build people up and then tear them down. Yeah, and the um, way. Yeah, and with, with Pee Wee, he almost had a comeback. Remember MTV when he came out? Heard any good jokes lately? <laughs> Heard any good jokes lately? <laughs> and um, it, it started, and I think he was in the works of making another Pee Wee movie i don't know if that ever happened or if they just fell through i've never i heard think it fell through i don't remember it ever finishing but i know he did parts in movies like in like b films and like some dark roles he played right after right. all that happened because um our beloved piano player at the comedy store jeff scott who recently passed yeah, away in january in you know that was he was a Pee Wee Herman impersonator. That's how he got his start. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got this guy. No, no, Mr. Monster, please don't eat me. And that's what made him move to LA. And he was brilliant. He's in the big top Pee Wee movie poster on the bike. That's Jeff, not Pee Wee. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, he was brilliant. He had like he was so good. And but yeah, I don't. Paul Rubens did like small roles in films but he never had a peewee comeback. There was talks about bringing it back because adults loved him so much and they kind of got over the fact he didn't hurt anybody. He wasn't fucking young girls, Delia. Right. You know what I mean? He right, wasn't, right. you know, being creepy, Callan. You know what I mean? He wasn't being, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He right. didn't hurt anybody. The only thing he hurt was his fucking wanker squeezing it too hard because it was such a good movie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> broke it you know, <laughs> you, know that's, you know so it's like it's you, you got everything has to be a case-by-case -case basis right you can't just black and white everything you can't just like if you're this then you're this but we america we love to label shit we love to label shit if you like this then you're in this group but if you like this you're in this group but what if you like this and this Ooh, you can't be a part of our family right then they want to exclude you to the misfit island yeah so pick a pronoun and go to misfit island <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice all right we'll go now to my number three pick here okay which um is also you know through the years she's she's been a polarizing uh force with her both with the stand-up and, and some of her actions uh especially when she sang the national anthem but but uh roseanne barr uh 
She's been canceled for a tweet where she basically lost everything over this this uh, this tweet where she called the woman an, an ape. Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby equals VJ. The VJ referred to is Valerie Jarrett, the former advisor to President Obama. Here's the thing with Roseanne. She's crazy. When ABC called and asked me to explain my egregious and unforgivable tweet, I told them I thought Valerie Jarrett was white. She's legit, like, certifiable. Like, it, wasn't yeah. just a, it wasn't just a tweet to be funny. She's gone. Right. Like, she's lost her fucking mind. I haven't seen Roseanne in a really long time, okay? Uh, but when I did see her was back when she had the Roseanne talk show. Remember her daytime talk show? Oh, yeah. That's when yeah. I would see her at the store. And Mooney was one of the writers on the show. And we had a birthday party for one of her producers, Lori Poloni. And, um, uh, Lori, I can't even talk. Mary Poloni was one of the, she's a, a friend of mine through Paul Mooney because they worked together. So she was like one of the executive producers on the show. So we had a birthday party for Mary at this little place called Tie on Vine, on Vine just below Sunset. And it was this really cool rock and roll Thai restaurant. It was closed down, they rented it out. And Mooney said, okay, Roseanne's throwing this party for Mary. You get to dress like a hooker, and we're roasting her, it was a roast. So he goes, dress like a hooker, like you're still on the streets and Mary used to work with you. He goes, that's your character. So I was, I turned it out, child. I was wearing, to the point where I was outside the, the restaurant for a few minutes and a cop slowed down and looked at me. I said, dude, it's a party. It's a party. I'm not working. Cause there was, there was working girls over there. I'm like, I'm not working. I'm a comedian. They fell out laughing. I go, it's Roseanne Barr. And they're like, oh, okay, never mind. So, um, so I go back inside and we roasted her. And when I went up there and just roasted Mary about, you know, I was still working the streets and where this bitch been, you think you keep, I don't even remember what I said, I just improv it. I had the, the gist of what I wanted to do and just roasted her and everybody killed it. And Roseanne's like, you're fucking funny. Looney, you, where did you find her? <laughs> but she was still nice because she was working. Right, right. And after that show aired, and went off the air and then Roseanne was just in syndication forever one of the funniest shows ever great show um stop working she hadn't done stand-up in 20 something years so when you're sitting there collecting a check a lot of checks and sitting in your mansion bored and you're not being artistic it makes you fucking go nuts look at how we were in the pandemic this year yeah man a lot I of mean, people I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing 37 podcasts headlining four shows a week you know you know, and that's just Friday. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I kept myself busy because I was going crazy at in the right. beginning. And I and I learned how to do all this shit. Now I'm doing everything. So it helped me. But when you're not working, idle hands are the devil's hands. So she snapped and she's legitimately gone. So bye. <laughs> yeah. Don't care. Right, yeah. She, because it wasn't like, oh, it's a funny tweet. I'm sorry. I'm a fucking freak. She's gone. She really is like, phew. Especially, did you, you see that clip when she was uh, in an interview and they asked her about it? And she says that she thought she was white and then she freaks out and she's screaming. I thought she was white. I yeah. thought she was white. I thought the bitch was white. God damn it. 
I thought the bitch was white. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that's when you're like, yeah, she's she's definitely nuts, and it, you know, like that's uh, when you're like, <coughs> security, please. <laughs> <laughs> she also has like multiple personality disorder. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh, she's, she's got, got like a everything. personality for every pound on her fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, hold on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she's uh, uh, after I worked with Dice uh, in 2019, before the right before the pandemic, he he was he proposed to her. She asked him for help, so he Dice is a good man, and offered to help her. As controversial as outspoken. And as fucking funny, let's hear it for Roseanne Barr, ladies and gentlemen. He goes, why don't we do the Mr. and Mrs. America tour? Because we're the two most offensive people. You, you're hated, and I'm always hated. Right. So <laughs> he was going to do a tour and then try to bring it to Broadway to make it a Broadway show and give Roseanne work. This is how Andrew is. He's that guy. Like, if when yeah. Eleanor's not with him, he, he takes me with him, you yeah, know? That's so you know he looks out for me all the time so it looks out for everybody because he goes i have everything i i want to help so he offered this to her right after i finished the next that weekend was uh that next weekend they were doing atlantic city together the debut of it <clears throat> and she goes how long do you want me to do an hour and he goes you can't do an hour <laughs> he goes why don't you try 10 minutes Start there. Yeah. Because you haven't done stand-up in 300... You haven't done stand-up in 300 years. Why don't you start with 10 minutes? You know, that's... So... <laughs> it was like Hiroshima when she was on stage. Thank God Eleanor was there to open it, to buffer Roseanne. And she's like, chomp, chomp, chomp! Go, Trump! That's how we way she got uh. the, the crowd on her side, was screaming MAGA. And, oh, yeah! Because they're all fucking... It's the Walking Dead following Trump, <laughs> and so they're all excited because they heard the manga, manga. So they went nuts, and then she tried to do jokes, and it was like, and then Dice picked up the tail end. But yeah, he goes, but that that tour ended quick, <laughs> <laughs> like a couple of shows. Okay, I'm out of here. By the time Dice was in his last bit, closing with the uh, nursery rhymes, the show was canceled. <laughs> He's like, fuck this bitch. Even he was canceling her. Uh, yeah. He goes, take another Ambien and go to sleep. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. That's I awesome. That. I never said that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Roseanne at three. So, so far, I'll go through what we have so far. We, we've, right. um, we've mentioned Chris D'Elia at five. Uh, Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens at four. Yay! And then we got your friend uh, Roseanne Barr at, uh. <laughs> at three. So so far, uh, yeah, these are you know pretty high profile uh, yeah. comedians that were canceled, and and I would say two out of three definitely deserve it. Yeah, um, Paul Rubens. Yeah, Paul Rubens, I think should have gotten a second chance because mm -hmm. um, it was victimless in a sense and and with roseanne you know she has to understand too when you do when you start venting publicly even if you don't know even if you didn't mean it as racist i thought the bitch was white but you definitely meant it as an insult right that you got to be prepared for that kind of backlash yeah and you know you're a high profile person right so you're going to so you gotta like choose your words wisely 
You know exactly. what I mean? Like I told you before, um, Facebook, Twitter, all that shit is all inside voices that don't need to be heard. Exactly. Like people use it as a cigarette. They emotionally react. I got to put it on Facebook. <laughs> and then you put it on Facebook. Now it's in print forever. And it will haunt you forever. It will haunt you for the rest of your life. Look at Kevin Hart. Just two days after being named host of the 2019 Academy Awards, comedian and actor Kevin Hart is stepping down from his duties. There's been an outcry over his past homophobic tweets, and Hart says he doesn't want to be a distraction. Kevin Hart is a great example. 2008, he did a, a gay joke on Twitter. And they, you know they do, they're like this with the fucking telescope looking for shit. <laughs> yeah. With their shovels digging stuff up. You know, try to find things like hidden treasure. You think they, they dig, you think they find a pot of gold. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just like you, you got to be careful. That's why I just post stupid shit. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure my show will get me canceled in the next set. I'm number one on my list, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to let you guys off the hook, I'm they, number one on yeah. the list. <laughs> That's great. Um. <laughs> But my next one, so so now a lot of people, you know, are, um, you know, using their, their clout or their status to, um, you know, like I think that happens with most celebrities to, to some degree to get their way or get what they want. And uh, sometimes you, they could take advantage of it. And I think that's what happened with this next guy who just loved to masturbate in front of women. And this is Louis oh. <laughs> C.K. Louis C-O-C-K. Louis, Louis. Oh, no. He's going to come. Find a place in my house where I can masturbate without somebody bothering me. And that's really difficult. Poor guy. Have you ever been around Louis or? Not long enough to get jerked off on. Damn it. I totally could have used that 15-minute feature spot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's my dilemma with Louis C.K. I love him. He's a love, genius. He's brilliant. He's hilarious, and he owns his shit. Now, if you're go now, the whole thing because there's two sides to it. Like I have a pro Louis and an anti Louis. And being a female comic in this industry as long as I have, when you go to a comics hotel room at two or three in the morning after the show, because you want to be around that celebrity, you're trying to get a piece of it, you're trying to open for him, you're trying to get some kind of a gig out of it. There's always something, and nobody does anything out of the kindness of their heart at 3 a.m. in a hotel room. <laughs> True. That's a good valid so, point. When you go to, so again, take responsibility for your participation and your own actions. Yes, I feel like I should go out and get laid, but I don't have sex drive, really. I have, it's not sex drive. I have sex, just sit in the car and hope someone gets in. There's not really, it's not drive. What other people do is you're not responsible for because that's not you. You're only responsible for how you act and react and what situations you choose to put yourself into. 
didn't you know what i mean so right. him going to the hotel the, the, the girls going to the hotel room say two three after a show and him asking them may i jerk off in front of you which i've had men say that to me before <laughs> like they just like you watching them yeah I, to me that's creepy yeah that's like, weird uh, so that's... i'm looking at him in the eye like i'm staring at him right in the eye yeah you like that huh how's that feel in your hand you fucking creep you know what i mean because one thing a guy doesn't want eye contact is when he's jerking off or when he's getting head. Never look at him in the eye and those two things. Because that is creepy. I'm a good father. I recycle and I masturbate. And I'm proud of it. And, and God's happy. And later I'm going to masturbate and I'm going to think about you. Even on my end, it's creepy. But I do it to fuck. You know, if I was with Louis C.K. at 2 in the morning, I would be expecting him to try to at least make a pass. Right. at least try to hit on me i would be assuming that's why i'm going to the hotel where it's not to play checkers and knit right. sweaters it's to fucking knit sweaters you know? <laughs> <laughs> so when he asks because he's a because he's a gentleman and may i jerk off can i jerk off in front of you because that's his fetish and she says no and he does anyway Okay, there's two things you can do. A, sit there and watch him. <laughs> or, and participate. Fuck it. Fuck you. Go ahead and look, man. I got nothing. What else am I going to do? Or B, get your ass up and walk out of the hotel. What's Louis C.K. is just a blubbery fucking pasty dude. What is he going <laughs> to do? Especially when he's got his dick in his hand. You wait till he pulls his pants down. He's vulnerable. Right, yeah, that's what you ever been chased down a hallway in a hotel with a man <laughs> with his pants around his ankles and his dick hanging out? They don't run very fast. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, so figure out, pick what's harmful and what's not. And so to me, that was like, it's just as much your fault as it is his. I'm down in the cellar by the boiler like a troll down there. <laughs> just fucking miserable shit. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you shouldn't be asking women, may I jerk off in front of you? You know, how, do you, like, how does he get creepy. to that point? Like, like in it's the conversation? Yeah, like you got to build up to that. And then, hey, yeah. by the way. Uh... Hey, great set tonight. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> hey, I love that joke you did about, you know, this. Oh, yeah, that was really cool. By the way, can I jerk off in front of you? Right. <laughs> it's, it's a bit. It's, he's always running a bit. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they say, no, oh, I was just trying something new. Oh, this is my closer. <laughs> <laughs> More of that's, me. That's, that's what I'm going to call a guy jerking off now, running a bit on you. <laughs> That's great. So here's the thing I don't like about him and what what is really disgusting about the situation. Dave Becky, his manager, threatened the girls and paid them off and threatened their careers if they said anything. Right, yeah. Louie didn't, but his manager did to do damage control. Instead of saying, hey, I know he's creepy. He's got a weird fetish. He likes to jerk off. Did he hurt you in any way? Do you want some cash? You want to open for him? You know, not your legs, but, you know, actually on a real stage (laughs) without without a pole on it. You know, (laughs) if he said something like that, like, you know, can we, you know, get you whatever or pay you something. But he threatened their careers like like a psycho. At the time, I said to myself that what I did was okay because I never showed a woman my dick without asking first, which is also true. 
But what I learned later in life, too late, is that when you have power over another person, asking them to look at your dick isn't a question. It's a predicament for them. The power I had over these women is that they admired me, and I wielded that power irresponsibly. Right, yeah. So you don't do that. Not when someone jerks off in front of you and it makes you uncomfortable. You know what I mean? So like yeah, that, that, got... that's that dichotomy that I'm fighting with myself with, do you let it go? Because Louie didn't hurt anybody. It was, it was, but uh, physically, but here's Dave Vecchi threatening their careers. Now they're scared. Now what do you do? You know what I mean? Like, again, being a woman in this industry is really hard. And one little decision, stupid decision, could fuck up your whole life because it's, it's you against the boys club. Right. So yeah. Especially in really, comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's anywhere though. Corporate, it's right, everywhere. Right. It's just, it's, it's a man's world. And, us women that are strong and we're fighters, like I have to fight twice as hard to get half as much as other girls do because I don't put out, boo, you know? <laughs> I don't do drugs, I don't drink, I don't hang out and party, I don't, you know, do all that creepy stuff. I don't do that, so it's taking me twice as long to get half as far. Now, if I did that stuff, I would be like, Natasha Leggero, who fucked her way to the top. Chelsea Handler, who fucked her way up. All these women fuck their way up. Amy Schumer, you know what I mean? Like they all fuck their way up. Right. You know, so and Sarah, so all of them. And I don't. And I'm not saying anything negative about it. Do you, girl? If that's what you have to do to get there, girl, then use that pussy for good. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> use that pussy for good. You know, I just have a. I just have a lot more. Just, 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 just me. I just have a lot more confidence in my talent and my smarts than I do my vagina. She gets me in trouble. You know, <laughs> my vagina makes really bad decisions. <laughs> it's like a kid, you know, the kid does, don't touch the stove. My vagina will touch the stove and go, oh yeah, you're right, it's hot. Damn it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's got to find out for itself. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's she like finds out the hard way, so I have to like, Keto, keep her in check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I, and I think too, to your point, I think that there, there's more pride in making it uh, and succeeding without having to resort to any uh, tactics yes. such as that. So, so all your success is yours. It was never yes. given to you. You, you and earned it, it. It's a great feeling when, and believe me, I've heard, oh, you're funny for a chick. Oh, you're a female comic. Oh, you're just some bitch comic. Oh, you're not going to be funny. You have a vagina. If I had a nickel for every time I heard that, I would be uh, Jeff Bezos rich. Right. But it is nice to hear when someone just says, you're a fucking funny comic, and they don't even bring my gender into it because they listened to the funny. Exactly. And that is a huge feeling of satisfaction in my life like that's like yes you hear me you're not looking at my fucking gender or listening like oh she does bitch comedy <laughs> you know so it's a really empowering feeling when someone just says a really funny comic because a lot of times they'll bring you up this next comic is a female yeah that's messed up nowadays but this next guy's a really funny female comedian what you know, so it's and it's in subconsciously in our brains like we're programmed. It's that kind of world. That's why we're 
that's why we're in this predicament with this you know that's why we're fighting so hard that's like just it's it's hard enough as it is to be female in this world and then dumb bitches like that gotta go to his hotel room at 2 a.m and watch him jerk up <laughs> or stupid bitches take ambien and put monkey comments about a fucking congress i can't yeah, like yeah. stop you're killing us like <laughs> so that that's uh louis so we got um again crystalia at four Wee herman uh, no, Crystal Lee at five. Crystal Lee is at five. People here yeah. at four. Four. Roseanne at three. Um, Louis C.K. at two. And the number one canceled comedian. I'm interested to see who your number one is. It's uh, Bill it's Cosby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you you are you are definitely I'm tied. On, uh, yeah, you're on the list. <laughs> but um, but Bill, Bill Cosby. Cosby. You see, when you drug the bitches up and then you take your dick and put it in the pudding pop or butthole and blah. For always knowing that we love jello pudding, here's the mine. Bill Cosby's Uh, definitely the most infamous, infamous one. I think what what he did um, is, is the biggest crime of all the others. Cosby is charged with aggravated indecent assault. After years of denial and claims that the encounter was consensual, Bill Cosby for the first time faces criminal charges for the alleged sexual assault of a Pennsylvania woman. So the, so you got people that misspoke, you got people that masturbate, um, and then you got a guy who literally uh, drugged and raped women. Now, if you notice something with these guys, they all have a fetish, like this weird, creepy fetish. Dalia has a fetish for young little 12 year old girls. He probably jerks off to the Sally Struthers fucking commercial for just 12 cents a day. You could fuck one of these little underage kids in Africa. You know what I mean? Right, right. He probably finds National Geographic hot, you know? So <laughs> it's, and then you got, you know, Paul Rubens who just likes to jerk off in theaters in public, you know, like that fear of getting caught. Well, bitch, you got caught because some queen saw you in that porn theater on Santa Monica. And and I did a stand-up show in that theater one time too. So that was kind of hot. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then you got, you know, Roseanne's fetish is just being a racist, crazy bitch with on Ambien. I've never said racist shit on Ambien, you know, but I'll have to try it. Um, (laughs) Bill Cosby is a fetish among, like that's a creepy elite fetish. He asked me back a few times. He asked me to visit him on the set. I was not the only um, girl that he was doing this with. Mr. Cosby wanted me to come down for an audition for the Bill Cosby show. I'm going to offer you a part on the Cosby show. He had been mentoring me and grooming me. He said, well, come up to my bungalow after, after I'm finished shooting and we'll work on it. So he asked me, he says, before we go out to dinner, would you like a cocktail? Had one glass of wine with dinner. He made me a drink. He said, oh, I've got something for that. And he gave me a pill. It was red wine. It was a pill. He opened up a briefcase that was on his front seat. And it it was filled with different assorted pills. This men's shaving kit opened up with lots of pills. Why don't you take a couple of these to help you relax? I took one sip and I felt something very strange going on in my um, head. I began to feel very, very, very drugged. 
he drugged me and my roommate. I knew I had been drugged. It was very powerful. It came on very quickly. And very shortly after that, I just, I passed out. The last thing I remember, I was, I had blacked out and Cosby mounting me. Yeah. Like that's some law and order criminal intent fetish. So not even SVU. Yeah. Like it's not even low enough for Ice T. You know, Ice T gets the low rent shit. You know, yo, yo, yo. We got these streets and shit, you know, because I ain't no bitch. But we got the criminal intent when you got Vince D'Onofrio, you know, like creepily dissecting shit. Bill Cosby, like, how do you get to that point that you want to that you you're Bill fucking Cosby, okay? That is great. <laughs> Give us a chocolate cake. Yeah. You know, and you got to fucking drug a bitch to knock her out to fuck her because that's like that, that, that fetish of knocking her out and taking advantage of her. Like, that's creepy. Like, how do you get to that point? Like, wow, regular sex is boring. You know, I'm going to try it this way. And then before you know it, you're drugging bitches on a kitchen floor and fucking them. I woke up or came to very groggily with him removing my underwear. The next thing I knew was four o'clock in the morning. I woke up in a bed, naked, bruised. There was a lot of pain in downstairs. There was semen all over me and that my pajamas bottoms were off. I woke up uh, out of a very confused state and knowing that my body had been touched without permission there is something like he must have mental issues too i mean oh, to, to do on. something like that you don't just do that that's like some some deep-seated evil uh it, betrayal type shit man. yeah i the funny thing is like you you see how adamant he was about being tv's dad and that time he was mad at like people like wanda sykes and all them for like being edgy and saying curse words in their act and he was a made a big deal about it yeah. and then there was some award show what award show was it when wanda sykes was hosting and she, and tried she to, went up yeah. to him with the mic and he fucking turned his back to her if she could use some work you know you got larry david sit behind you know larry don't know what he's doing you know that his show all improvised like the cosby show that was all scripted yeah we spoke english because you know why he didn't want her to smell his breath with the fucking drugs and the pussy <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, she, uh, because she would recognize that smell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She's gay. Yes. All right. <laughs> so, um, is there anybody on on the the list that I I miss? So we, again, I'll go through it just for the people at home. Um, at at number five, Crystalia. Four, Pee Wee Herman. Three, Roseanne. Two, Louis. And number one, Fat Albert Cosby himself. <laughs> Bill Pudding Pop and Pussy Pussy Cosby. <laughs> Bill Pudding Pop Pussy. <laughs> I think uh, Cardi B needs to do a song, Pudding Pop Pussy. <laughs> but no, actually, those were kind of those were kind of the same ones I had, um, but not in that order. This was great stuff. You mean because. Uh, you make a ton of sense and also you've been around a lot of the, these people on the list you've you, oh if i if i went after comics that hit on me or did something inappropriate to me there'd be four comics left at the comedy store because <laughs> i have a story about a very well-known comic who did shit to me but i guess what i stopped it in action and i walked away and nobody got hurt 
Could I, I, did I go to Mitzi and go, I feel really triggered about him being here. Either he goes or I go. Mitzi would tell me to get the fuck out. <laughs> so when did this happen? This was like, when were this you there? You in the uh, I was there from 95 till 2005. Nice. And this was a well, he's, you know, a has-been now. But this was a well-known, like, everybody loved this guy, getting TV shows and all this shit. And he would say stuff to me. Like, if I pull into the lot, get out, he'd be like, Foxy lady. I just let it roll off because he's, he's just being funny or whatever. And he would always chirp something at me every time I was around him or say something. Well, one time in the back of the comedy store, when you walk in the back door there, there's, it's a hallway. And there's like the bathrooms, individual bathrooms here for the OR, which is the original room. There's a gate, a, a folding gate thing for the basement that's always locked. And then past that is the stairwell to the back of the OR, the original room. And then if you keep it on the hallway, there's the kitchen. And then in the back is the back entrance to the main room and the stairs to the belly room. Well, they've remodeled it since I've been gone, but there's more stuff. Anyway, so I'm walking in and in behind me comes this man, pins me up like this against the gate, shoves his crotch into my crotch face right here. He goes, God, I've been wanting to fuck you so bad. You're so fucking hot. And I'm like, get the fuck off me, dude. Wow. And then one of the waitresses came down. She goes, what are you guys doing? And he goes, oh, nothing. And I'm like, nothing, it's fine. He's, and I just walked away. I never spoke to him again. He never spoke to me again. All good. Did I feel threatened and triggered? No, because it was handled. Did I get hurt? No. Did he creep me out? He didn't really creep me out, but it was just like, ugh, gross. Like, seriously, forceful. dude, that's... That's you forced yourself on me and pinned me against the wall with your fucking whole body. So you forced yourself on me if you want to play dirty. But I was like, you know what? I, I could handle myself. I thank God I have thick skin. Thank God my mom raised me to be strong. Thank God Mitzi raised me in that comedy store to be strong. Late great Mitzi Shore. And thank God I had people around me like Mooney and Dice and everybody to like toughen me up. So, yes, indeed. but this dude's name is, I won't say his name, but it rhymes with gay whore. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've heard so many stories, <laughs> so many negative stories about gay whore. Don't talk to her. I hate him. Yeah. He's yeah. a horrible person. He's a horrible disgust. Now look at him. Now look at you. You're a life coach. <laughs> I will sidetrack and derail any conversation with words. Words are my moat. I keep you on that side of the moat, but if you're on this side of the moat, I just use more words to keep you from getting out. Yeah. So yeah. karma got him. So, you know, I didn't have to do anything. Lady, you don't have to do anything when they do something stupid like that. Let karma handle it. Karma will handle it. Yes, indeed. If not, call me. I'll punch him in his fucking face. <laughs> yeah, because not only now, not only did that, he's such a was, was that, this guy, gay whore. People at home <laughs> should be you're able to. playing right into yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> they, they should be able to figure it out, too. But, but he's yeah. known to steal complete stories. And then he hands it to me, and I haven't smoked a pot every day since I was like 16 at this point, right? I take one hit of this joint, and it felt like glass was going down my throat, and I immediately throw up on the sidewalk. Like, I can't stop. I finally go like, what? Like, you wipe the puke out of your nose? Like, what the fuck was that? And he goes, yeah. 
PCP. Oh my God. Like from oh. Bert Kreischer. Yeah. And uh, he's yes. also bullied people. And yes. He stole. He stole. Did he steal? Uh, uh, what's his name's wife? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bobcat's yeah. wife. Yeah. yeah. He's a piece of shit, man. Yeah. He's garbage, and that's why he's a life coach. Buddha says Wait. before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. And I think he's got a cameo. You could do a, you could get a cameo. I should get a cameo from him. Hey, <laughs> hey, gay whore. Here's here's twenty five dollars. Will you do a cameo for me? Hello, this is Christopher Walken, and I want to talk to the managers at the center. Frank, it's not Christopher Walken. It's Jay Moore. I played Bob Sugar in uh, show business as Jerry Maguire. <laughs> uh, do your Tracy Morgan impression. That's so current. Uh. <laughs> he's he's such a has been now that even if you wanted to cancel him, it's you, you couldn't. It's not even already, worth it. Yeah. He's already canceled. It's like, already... it's like trying to cancel a bounce check. You can't cancel the check. It's just already it's done. Let's go in the library. My favorite book is Scruples. Yeah. <laughs> uh, piece of shit. Anyway. Well. Christy, you rock. Thanks for doing this top five with us. Oh, I love you. Thank you for doing having me on your Yeah, show. you are amazing. And uh, again, you know, everybody could check you out. Uh, what's your YouTube and all your information? Uh, my YouTube channel is Christy Miller Comedy. And you could also find me under hashtag strongest female comedian. You could see me every Wednesday night on govsradio.com yes. as yes. Christy Unleashed, bitch. That's where we roast show. Hollywood's headlines and we don't give a fuck. And I also have a show Mondays at noon with uh, Gina Savage, talent booker from New York. Funny, great person, comedy producer. She's now relocated to Florida. She has Sunshine State Comedy. So comics, there's a lot of work down there um, if you want to die of coronavirus. And, <laughs> uh, but no, uh, so Gina Savage and I have a show Mondays at noon called Lunch Money. It's just a sweet little half hour talk show to break up. We are at your new noon. Um, I also do hot mic on Friday nights. Uh, I do the RuPaul's Drag Race uh, commentary on hot mic where you can sync us with your television through the hot mic app and uh, watch me roast those gays. Hey, queen. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, and that's you, you also have one tonight uh, coming up tonight. Not that's tonight. hot mic. Yeah, yes, hot mic hot... is tonight. Yeah. So, um, but Christy, thanks again. You're oh, the best, you, sweetheart. I love you, and I love I'm, you too. So uh, hopefully, I'll get some. You know, when this opens up, I can get out governors. Hint, hint, everybody. Yes, yes we got to get you on governors. I'm hoping that they're all watching this. This is the, uh, this episode will run in May because I'm going to run these all. Um, this is a whole new show, and I'm going to set it off. Every, it's okay. going to go every Tuesday, starting in April, and then nice. this is our May first week uh, ah, episode. That's my mom's birthday. Ah, very cool. Excellent. She doesn't remember. She has dementia. Oh, so. sorry. <laughs> Every day's her birthday. So. <laughs> See, that's a positive way to look at it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Excellent. All right, Christy, we'll kick, keep kicking some butt, and uh, I'll definitely see you soon, all right? Definitely. You too, honey. Keep rocking it. Love you. Mwah. Love you too. Okay. Bye. Well, there you have it, everybody. That's the top five canceled comedians. I want to thank Christy Miller for helping me out with a really great top five list. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments below. Did I miss anybody? Should I have added anybody? Do you not agree or do you disagree? Let me know. I'm always like, no, please, as always, subscribe and share. And we'll see you 
next week.